I don't want to say I'm a gold digger, but I'm not wasting any time with a broke person. You want me to cut that part out of the podcast, or you want to keep that in there? <laughs> you just go ahead and leave that in there. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics, the internet podcast version of a first date with your co-hosts, M. Cole, and my bestest friend in the whole world, Skanky. Hey, yo. What's up? How's it going? Not too much. How's your week been? It's been a good week. Yeah? Anything exciting happen? Anything new? Well, you know, this week's actually been a little weird. Oh, yeah? Well, I was on spring break this week. Oh. Which fantastic, love mm-hmm. it. Long mm-hmm. time, okay. I could be on spring break forever. Anyway, um, I think that, that just would being... make me homeless, though. <laughs> Is that just being unemployed? <laughs> just... <laughs> Wait a second. I think <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Non-stop spring break, no responsibilities, party hmm. it up. <laughs> well, I think being you should be. I, I like the idea of being unemployed but not looking for a job. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I feel like I feel like I could rock that. Anyway. Think so? No. Um <laughs> I think this week was was weird because it started off with daylight savings time. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And um I was already my sleep schedule was already messed up because it was spring break and that one hour like totally fucked up everything else. So this whole week has been me with a really bad sleep schedule. Oh, that sucks. And tomorrow I'm gonna get the brunt of it. Yeah. It's almost it's almost worse because you didn't have anything that like started to force you back into a regular schedule on Monday. Like besides, last Monday afterwards. Well yeah, besides stream on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. usually is a good reset of my sleep schedule. Yeah, yeah. That's, when that's I start crazy. stream at ten thirty. Yeah. So here's my thing about daylight savings time. Okay. Are you passionate about this? No. It's like one of the few things in no. my life that I'm not passionate about. Um because it doesn't I don't it doesn't impact me like at all. Um I think part of it is because I fall asleep so easily that it just I don't know whatever reason like wherever the clocks are at in the day has no impact on how easy or hard it is for me to fall asleep. And so usually what I do is like sometime Saturday night set the clocks ahead an hour and then I just wake up whenever I do on Sunday and it's like oh that is what time it is. Like I must have a terrible internal clock because the daylight savings time does not impact me whatsoever. Um, and I just went through the entire week. It got weird. I think like, and I, I'm pretty sure that this was related to daylight savings time. There's two things like on Wednesday, I kept feeling like it was Thursday and like everything in the, like once I got to Wednesday, everything felt like it was a day later in the week. Um, and then also on Friday, like a lot of coworkers and people I hung out with all seemed to be in like a terrible, weird off type mood. And Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I'm attributing all of that without any backup. I'm attributing all of that to uh, daylight savings time. Really interesting. Uh-huh. Well, you're a weirdo when it comes to sleeping. I am so weird when it comes to sleep. You're so weird. Yeah, I uh, because I, I I I track my sleep every night, which that's not what you're referring to, but um, but I track my sleep every night. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> about those stats. <laughs> exactly. I that's hired some people to get those statistics for me. <laughs> it's so I uh, <laughs> on average. Because like I, what I do is I tap my watch to say I got into bed, and then the app tells me like th- figures out when I would have like fallen asleep asleep. And uh-huh. on average, it's 
two minutes to three minutes from getting in underneath the sheets to being completely asleep. So it's a, wow. I'm a monster. I mean, I already knew that information, but we, we might have even said it on the podcast before. <laughs> I, I think we've talked about your weird sleep thing before. <sighs> yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I guess it, it really is a double-edged sword. It is. It is. So it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's rough. It, the, the rough thing is, is like, because I can fall asleep so easily that like I'll get into, I also get very crabby if I feel like I should be asleep. So like if I'm tired because I can just go to sleep whenever I want, like if I decide I'm going to go to bed, like when I'm up past when I feel like I should, I start to get very, very crabby. Or if like I'm in a very relaxed, chill type thing where like I'm hanging out on the couch or something like that, like I can easily just like fall asleep and it's like I miss out a lot of stuff. I'm I'm like that stereotypical like old man that falls asleep in the middle of movies. Even though I don't do that, like I could foresee myself like just passing out in the middle of a movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you nap a lot? Oh, I love napping so okay, much. Okay, so let's do a let's, let's do a little role play scenario here. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm in the car and I'm driving. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, we'll make believe that I'm a, that I'm really good at driving. Okay, okay. and <laughs> you're sitting in the back of the car. Okay. Are you gonna fall asleep during this three hour ride? Not in cars, and I don't. I can fall. I fall asleep pretty easily in planes, but there's something about cars that I don't. And I think the reason is, is I feel like when I'm in a car, I'm typically having an in depth conversation with whoever's driving, or at least someone else in the car, and so I don't uh. typically fall asleep in cars. But I could. Interesting. If I wanted to, I feel like I could sleep in a car pretty easily. Huh. Uh. Yeah, I'm not a big well, I'm not a big nap person in general, but I, mm-hmm. I I don't try to fall asleep in cars either. Yeah, I know people who like uh, like if it's a 30 minute ride, they'll fall asleep in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you fall asleep on planes? I try, but it's really difficult for me. Yes, I, can, I always I'm like the exact opposite of you. I always plan a whole bunch of stuff to do on a plane, like watch a movie or read a book, and I never get any of it done because I fall asleep like. By the time takeoff is done, <laughs> like once, really? once we're at cruising altitude, I'm probably asleep. You don't even get the drink. I no, I make sure I wake myself up for the drink. Oh, you gotta, yeah. You gotta. Like, and I also ticket. Yeah, I also have this thing like because I feel like I can fall, and I might also be just this isn't actually happening, but I'm convincing myself it happens. I can fall in and out of sleep very quickly, and so. Like in the morning, like I love hitting snooze, like an extra ten minutes. It feels amazing. I never feel like I'm like you know. Uh, screwed out of like deep sleep like I feel like I can I can hop into like dream worthy type sleep um, pretty easily within 10 minutes but like I can also kind of maybe keep a little bit of like a sense of my surroundings and so on a plane like I can go into like maybe like a lighter sleep like a napping type sleep and then still be aware that the drink cart is like if they're going down the aisle and then like, oh well I'll wake up for this a little bit so I can make sure I get my drink and then go back to bed afterwards wow yeah that in in college back in undergrad i used to have i think i'm pretty sure i said this before on the podcast but i used to schedule my working classes around being able to go home and take like a 30 minute nap and then go back to whatever the second thing was so like i would work from like eight to noon and then <laughs> go home and take like a 30 minute nap and then go to class at like one thirty, two o'clock priorities i know it was great it was i just it's got that's how you gotta do it that's how you gotta live your life all around naps. All around naps. I, I still wish that we had like that it was acceptable to nap at work or we had like a napping area at work. Like, oh man. You gotta work at a startup. 
I know. I wish you don't I work did. at a hip tech startup where you're a programmer. <sighs> I know. Wow, way to just rub it in about how I'm not living my best. <laughs> I life. don't either, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. You know why? I you know why I don't think I can get comfortable on planes. Why? I am a very passionate individual when it comes to the um the seat going back. Mm-hmm. I never put my seat back in an airplane. Skanky. Hold on. You know why? You know why you don't? Because you are an upstanding individual. Nobody ever should put their seat back in an airplane. Thank you. Ever. Ever. I they should remove that it. from a freaking as a feature. It's terrible. And you know what it does? It causes a chain reaction. Yeah. You put your seat back, someone puts their seat back, and it keeps going all the way down to the guy exactly. in the back of the plane who can't put his seat back. Exactly. And you know what? You know what also? The 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 thing is like you're only getting an inch, maybe two inches of reclining. So it's not even doesn't even feel good. It's not even like, oh my gosh, no. I gotta relax. Like nothing's happening. And all it does is inconvenience the person behind you. Thank you. Oh. Did you hear about that like thing that someone made for a 3D printer where you can like 3D print this bracket and put it on the seat in front of you so that the person can't put their seat back? What? Yeah. Oh so my god. Someone invented it and people got like really angry about it. Mhm. I think and uh I think they made them stop making them. Oh my god. <laughs> or something. That's because amazing. people like putting their seats back. I don't like I just feel so bad when I do that, and I hate yeah. the person where right where at cruising altitude, mm -hmm. boom, seat back. It's like, bro, like, yeah, it's, I hear you. I totally hear you. And I'm oh. like, I'm stopping this chain reaction here. Exactly. I'll take it for the six hour flight. I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Because I care. I will be a better person. I will make this. I will make the world the place that I want to live in. I not pay my seat. I, I usually when when we when we land, you know, I stand up and I, I tell everyone behind me, "You're welcome." <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. And they're just like, uh, all right. It's gotten me kicked off a couple of flights. <laughs> well, at least you've landed, so what does it matter? It's not like... They well, you know, you still gotta go with the authorities and stuff. I know, but it's like a police escort off of the plane. It's like if it was like a you funeral get procession. First. Exactly. You get off first. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, when... I am so weird, but... um. When you go to an airport and go through security to get on a plane, do you opt out or do you go through the nudie scanner? Sometimes in New York, you're forced to go through the nudie scanner. You're never forced to go through the nudie scanner. You well, tell, you tell them, you say, I opt out and I want you to touch me. Oh, like actually opt out and do the touching thing? Yeah. I've never done that before. What? Really? Nah, no, I've never done that. Before. Are you serious? No, yeah, I haven't. You're blowing my mind. I think since at least probably 2010, maybe even 2009, at least since like 2009, 2010, every flight I've taken, I've opted out of going through the body scanner and asked okay, them to call me the down. nudie scanner. It is. It is. It is a nudie scanner. <laughs> I call it. scanner. It's a, it's a nudie cancer scanner. <laughs> like it's The nudie cancer scanner. <laughs> And that's then a, that's a crazy name. And that's so the nudie cancer scanner. The, the, there was a good period around 2011, I think 2011, 2012, where I would opt out, and then they would try and be like, "No, no, we have different scanners now." I'm like, "I don't care. Just let's go do the thing no. where you touch me and you give me the spiel about if I want a private screening. There's gonna be sensitive areas. I'm gonna bring my hands up your legs until I 
quote unquote meat resistance and like I got it down I got it down pat like I tell you it's always I always got no like, pun intended <laughs> got it down pat yes exactly I always feel like I've bonded with the the TSA people a little bit like we always have a nice conversation it's just I just it's a nice little moment like a lot of people don't like security and I'm like I love going through it. like I have like a one on one with some guy that's about to like touch me in places on my body and I don't know it's always nice it's fun and like, oh, they call and you it, a taxi. A taxi? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you always have a good time, good conversation. They call you a taxi. <laughs> no, for, unfortunately, they don't. <laughs> that would be a taxi <laughs> with the airport. So, yeah, I'm a taxi. Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, no, I love. I, I always go for the pat downs. It's always it's great. That's why people should do it. I think I um I also haven't gone through one of the nudie scanner things in a bit because I have I got a pre uh, TSA pre check. Yeah, I should do that. I really should do that. So I go through like the metal uh, detectors. Yeah, yeah, which is great because you don't have to take off your shoes and stuff. But now there's too many people in TSA pre check. That's true. I might just stick with the traditional way. I kind of like my. I'm a hipster like through and through. I feel like and I kind of like going through my pat downs. Like I I oddly look forward to it. <laughs> You look forward to I do. TSA I do. I do. I look I look forward to being the little prick that's like, no, I am going to not go through your scanner. I'm gonna be rebellious as a 32-year-old man. Like I'm gonna Is you get your adrenaline rush? When exactly, you do that? exactly. I'm like, I'm gonna buck authority for a bit. Like, Fuck society exactly. and the you, government. You can't tell me what to do. Like, but yeah, so I don't know. No, I, I don't I, know if you knew this, but I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> you throw that card out a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. No, but I will say I am I am extremely polite to the TSA people because their job is tough and rough and not fun, and they're not making the policy. So when I do the opt out, I'm always super polite to the person that has to do the opt out with me. And yeah. I always wanted to go. They always say, "Do you want the private screening?" I've never taken the private screening. I kind of want to one of these days. Like, let's just make it super special. <laughs> what are they? Oh, the private screening. Exactly. Ooh. We do you want to do it right here, or do you want to go back to the other room? I'm like, oh, 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 oh. do I have to pay extra for back in the other room? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god! Uh, When you fly, do you carry on or check your bag? It depends on how long the trip is, but I always try to carry on. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't remember the last time I checked a bag, but I don't know the last time I've taken a trip that was over. I would say like four days, like maybe. Yeah, because I feel like five or six days is when you're starting to get to like you should probably check a bag. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it's a. You feel like a professional when you can fit like a seven day trip into like a carry on. Yeah. You know what I'm always afraid of though now with the carry on stuff is mm. um, you like get to like the you're like sitting at your gate waiting for your the people to like call up the flight and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, if anyone would like to uh, volunteer to check their luggage at the gate, uh, please come on up. We have too many people on this yeah. flight. We're like, wait, what? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you have too many people I, yeah, on the flight that, that so you book. Like, I, I'm a little confused, and I'm always scared. You volunteer to check your thing at the gate. I mean, that's not coming home with you, <laughs> right? Exactly. There's no way that's making it to your destination. Like, 
I mean, really? No way. <laughs> no way. Or maybe it has more of a more likely to more likely that it's going to make it to your destination because as it it's not going through the entire airport to somehow find its way to your plane. Like it's literally right outside the plane. There's it's right throw there. It on. Yeah. So maybe that's the but better some way guy, to do it. <laughs> I mean, some guys just standing there like, hey, um, they're like, yeah, I'll take it. They're just gonna throw it in there. Like what? I'm I just I don't know. And then sometimes you know they'll say like, oh, if no one volunteers, we're gonna have to force people to grab their stuff. And that's when it's like, oh my god, this is getting like Hunger Games status. We're gonna figure out who's chosen. Oh my god! And um, I've never been chosen chosen before, but I love passing by the bags to see which ones were chosen. (laughs) And you can see like. Yeah, that really should have been checked. Like, oh, how did you get through TSA <laughs> yes. with like a 40-pound bag? It's like bulging at the seams. It's, it's like, like you're literally going to Antarctica with this. <laughs> exactly. It's like no possible way that that's going to fit in the overhead bin. Just no. It's never going to be in the overhead bin. No, I agree with you on that one. That That's also like um, when I felt like American or United or something, um, there's always the rush of people that are like chomping at the bit to get like, bored. Like, all right, now calling group two to boarding. I'm like in group four and I'm like already there waiting, just watching all the twos. I'm like, once they say group four, I'm first in that line because I want my bag to be in an overhead bin. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm not yeah. leaving that thing outside the plane. And then I feel like a jerk, but like, you know, it's air travel. That's, that's see, I don't do that. It. Yeah. You chill, you wait, you relax. I sit, I sit down and I always comment whoever I'm traveling with. Look at these people standing up in front of the gate. I mean, what do they expect? That's what I do. Because every you know, single time. Because you know what's going to happen. You're like the end of four, and it's like the guy or woman in front of you gets their bag up in the overhead band. It's like, oh, we don't have any more room. You're like, Arr! if I just stood up and waited in front of the gate, like I would have been, I would have been fine. Great. See, I've I've always sat down, never stood up for one of those things. I've always had overhead compartment space. <sighs> What what airline do you usually fly? Um, let's see, American. Okay, yeah, I usually fly American. JetBlue. I fly a lot of JetBlue. I've never flown JetBlue. I hear it's a it's a delight though. It is pretty nice. Not too bad. I hear they have the extra leg room. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, they don't have like a first class section in JetBlue. Yeah. Um, so they just have like an extra leg room area, which you pay like twenty bucks extra for or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I've never flown with that, though. Okay. Before. They're not that fancy. Eh, I mean, what? Eh, spring break, borderline unemployed type thing. Yeah, I'm pretty much. <laughs> I, no, actually, yeah, unemployed. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is true. <laughs> student. Yeah, You're a student. It's reminding me. No problem. No problem. No problem. I see that a lot on online dating now. Like, it'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not unemployed. I'm a student. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I'm looking for someone that's willing to like give me money for my hobbies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have very. Hey, there's high... a checkbox for it. We're good. <laughs> I have very high dating criteria. Student. I just, I need you to be able to pull your weight. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need to give me some money. I need an allowance, weekly allowance. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so. Oh my gosh! Don't even tempt me, man. I'm a gonna... weekly allowance. Oh my! I think I need that in my dating life. I don't. I don't want to say I'm a gold digger, but I'm not wasting any time with a broke person. Um, it's uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like fantasizing about getting a weekly allowance right now. It is cut the... that part out of the podcast. Or you want to keep that in there? <laughs> you just go ahead and leave that in there. <laughs> 
In fact, I would just say this as a little disclaimer. If by any chance you are someone that I am dating that has decided that I told you about shit index and you somehow got back to this episode, um, even if you can't give me a weekly allowance, I'm sure it'll work out great. <laughs> oh my god, Skate Guy has so many dating stories. I wish I could tell you right now, but oh boy, it's not appropriate to talk about other people with other permission. <laughs> without their permit. yeah it's true we shouldn't we shouldn't do that we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't let's talk about other people uh without their permission very quickly that okay we can talk about because we don't need their permission yes okay so twitch history was broken this past week oh my god i heard about this i was tell us why i'll tell you okay about my life i was up okay mm-hmm. it was like two o'clock in the morning yeah or something right yeah and i see tweets popping off that ninja the streamer was playing with drake the rapper on fortnite i was like what the fuck is this about what is going on so i go to the i'm like okay i'm gonna go check this out i think me and spuddy were playing PUBG at the time so i was like i'm like what the hell is this so i go and check out ninja's stream and he's playing fortnite with drake and has three hundred thousand viewers I was that like, whoa, that's insane. that's something. So then Drake's like, yo, I'm going to go tweet this out. Oh, my God. He tweets out the stream, and I think the most viewers Ninja had was 630,000 concurrent viewers. That is so crazy. At one point, he mentioned what Twitch Prime was. Oh, my no lie. God. There was no chat, like no one typing. It was all Twitch Prime subs. Oh, the whole my chat. God. That had to have been one of the best days of his life. He probably made thousands of dollars in that stream. More than that. I mean, it, it was just oh my gosh, that's amazing. Absolute. And then they had like other people come on. Um, uh, I don't even know like these people really, but um. Kim.com was on there. Do you know Kim.com? Yeah, he was he uh Mega Upload. Yeah, that's what I would say. He had he was founded the Mega Upload site. He's become, I would say, a political activist of the internet, maybe? Is that too he's a generous? person? He's, he's a person. He's a person. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. He was it was just so it was so it was Drake, Travis Scott, and Kim.com. Who's Travis Scott? Like, uh, he's the guy that like is um, uh, Kylie Kardashian's baby daddy. Oh, okay. I right. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know any I of these think? names. Should we confirm that? I've or heard go on of TMZ really quick. Go on TMZ and I'll talk about how the only words in that entire sentence I recognized was maybe Kardashian. Yes. Yeah. So Travis Scott is the the father. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Okay, so Maury was on my on was my show, show show. Maury was pretty good. Yeah, Maury was my. Um, no, so my thing is, I, you and I had such vastly different experiences with this, and I, it makes me a little bit sad. Um, because like I feel like this, I'm getting so old man right now, but like I feel like I can hang. I feel like in as a lot of people know, I feel like on most weekends I go out to like four o'clock in the morning. I can do shit. I'm cool. Kids things, I don't know. Anyways, but I feel like I feel like I, I can I can 
kind of hang with the cool kids every once in a while and this happened on a weekday so i was in bed and asleep and do you know what it's like to read your twitter feed after this happened the next morning on the train i'm like riding yeah. in and i'm like when the first like tweet or two goes by i was like oh that is really cool and they see everyone talking about it they see everyone memeing about it and i'm like oh yeah. it's like breaking my heart and i'm like why do i have to be an irresponsible adult and i missed all this fun things that happened <laughs> on the internet while i was sleeping oh it really it, it was rough it was a rough it was a rough day because i think what did that happen tuesday night or was it wednesday night i don't even remember it was yeah so it was like tuesday night or wednesday night so like the next day on the train i was reading about this and i was just like oh my gosh oh. it was like trending on twitter worldwide yeah, that's awesome it was huge it was nutty that is awesome that's so cool that's so cool i always love it like I, I feel like and i feel like you might agree with me but um i always kind of love when the twitch world starts bumping up against or breaking into like the pop culture world or other areas of the world like that's one thing's like i love when we talked about the washington post article last week about um video gamers being social and stuff like that like whenever we see that i was kind of like when this world that you and i live in starts interacting or bumping into other worlds because it's just kind of cool to see how it starts mixing and meshing with everything else mm-hmm. like, i think that's yeah I, I think that's fun so but it, it was crazy. uh it was really cool yeah, in a weird way, and I don't really watch ninjas streams, mm-hmm. so like, I don't know. There's um, there's also like a part of me that um, like I get the Fortnite hype, but I also don't get it. So I've been meaning to ask you this for like at least two weeks now, if not more than that. We talked about it before, and I've mm-hmm. ta- asked you how you feel about uh, Fortnite. You've played more of it recently. It feels like. Um, mm-hmm. and when we first talked about it, your opinion of Fortnite overall was pretty, I would say low in the fact, and so much so that you really didn't like the game. Um, has that changed at all? And if it has, like, if you do like the game, not that you necessarily like the game a lot, but if you like it more than you did before, why has it changed that way? If it has, I think I've switched my thought pattern a little bit about Fortnite okay. because I stopped comparing it to PUBG. Mm-hmm. Because I think they don't compare well. Okay, yeah. and they sh- they're not meant to be compared. Mm-hmm. As uh, they they're just in the same genre of a new type of game that's very popular. Like yeah. when I first started streaming, survival games were very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like they, it, it goes through phases. Gaming, it seems. You know, we we were in the zombie survival game mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then it switched over to these battle royale games when H one Z one came out. And then you had PUBG and then Fortnite and then whatever the hell else, Darwin and all these other ones that are out now. Um, I can appreciate Fortnite for what it is. Um, I get like the whole thing with it. Mm-hmm. People like the building aspect adds kind of something cool to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I just don't really I don't know I still it's not really clicking for me still. Okay. Um, what boggles my mind is people are for some reason so okay with spending money on this game, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Because that's how that's their business model. Yeah. But so much more so, I see it like people are addicted to these skins on this game. Mm-hmm. Like more than maybe or equal to or more than CSGO was in its prime. So I was just about to say, I was like, how does it compare to like 
crates and keys and skins in CSGO. Oh, I mean, like, crazy. Yeah. People, like, buy... Because there's no crates in this game, Mm -hmm. really. It's all just, like, you buy their V-Bucks thing, and then you get the skin. You you can buy whatever skin you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've just been seeing people spend, like, a lot of money um, on it. And, uh, I mean, hey, that's great for the developers and stuff, but I don't really get the obsession. There's, like, it's really a lot. (laughs) Like, it's a lot. Can you get the skins for free through drops at all or is it you have to no. buy them you have to buy them all right so i feel like that might play a big thing into it because I, I like in my mind i'm comparing it to overwatch which has an entire cosmetics for money type thing but they're all drop their loot boxes um and you can earn loot boxes for free through the game and like i've spent way more money on loot boxes than i would ever care to admit um and i fine with doing that that's why i make disposable income so i can do that kind of stuff but um but there's a lot of people that don't and there's a lot of people that pride themselves on not doing it because it almost becomes its own type of little game but i think it's also part of it is that because you can earn overwatch loot boxes for free right and so like by having that they've set the value of it is lower like oh i can get these for free so they're not worth as much because if i just grind out time i can get it for free where in fortnite by not having a free way to get it they've almost increased the value of the cosmetics because there isn't like the value of it is literally the x amount of dollars that you can spend in real life to go get whatever that skin is that's what it costs where like in overwatch the cost like the value in real world dollars per skin is lower because there is this free obtainable aspect to it Mm -hmm. is what i kind of is what i would kind of think maybe be behind it yeah i i agree i agree with that it's just i don't know i haven't seen this sort of obsession yeah in in a bit so it's a little bit jarring in a way to see it one thing that I think that's kind of interesting is with the Fortnite thing is that a lot of it felt like they were just capitalizing on the popularity of Battle Royale, right? Because Fortnite was a very different game than the Battle Royale edition version that is currently so popular. And yeah. when they first announced it, it literally just felt like, oh, you're just doing it because PUBG is popular. But it really has taken off, and part of that to me feels like it's taken off, regardless of the quality of the content of the game, I feel a lot of it was helped by YouTubers and streamers, that they they kind of propelled the popularity a little bit by playing the game, and people like to play the games that they see other people enjoying. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because it's a little bit of a delayed effect, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Because Fortnite Battle Royale came out like a while ago. Yeah, this no, point. it really did. It really did. Um, in terms of like the Battle Royale scene. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see it blow up all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, and it's interesting to see the people who have gained success because of it, like Ninja. Yeah, no, exactly. That you know, cool. like yeah. that's kind of a interesting little thing um, that like, um, I don't know, like people, certain streamers get big on like one specific game that's big at that time mm-hmm. yeah no, it's true. and it's kind of just like like lyric got really popular because of Day Z, mm-hmm. and summit got really big because of csgo mm-hmm. and shroud got really big because of PUBG, and now ninja got really big because of fortnite it's just kind of interesting yeah that is really interesting it, and one thing i think is kind of that's really interesting is they're all 
first or third person shooters to an extent. And so it's not that just because you were entrenched and got popular on one of the other ones, you don't necessarily have the success by pivoting over to a new game. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just because I got big on PUBG doesn't make and then somehow translate my audience to being big in Fortnite. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Which is that's kind of interesting. So I don't know. Now, speaking of Fortnite, uh, two weeks ago at this point, I think they announced that they're coming out with a mobile version of their Battle Royale, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. By mobile, I mean <laughs> iOS and Android. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of interesting. The, the much more interesting part to me is not only can you play Fortnite on your iPhone, you it has crossplay, so you could play Fortnite with on your iPhone oh. with people that play on uh, consoles or oh. or PC. What do you think about that? I can't wait for H1Z1 to come out with one now. Right, too. right. Didn't PUBG come out with one a bit ago? Or no, they did. They, they I swear they did. I think it was only in China. Maybe there is. Oh yeah, there is like a yeah. Yeah, there is a, a PUBG to play on mobile in some area of the world. Like, a, and I think it might be a legit PUBG, but I don't know. Um, or maybe it's some weird hacked version. I think Lyric uh, streamed something like that. Oh really? That's interesting. I think he had a sponsored stream of like a mobile game that was like Battlegrounds esque. Oh wow. Okay. A while back. Oh uh, yeah, it looked really bad, but um. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I don't get the whole, I don't know how you're going to play Fortnite on mobile. So... We were joking about it in my stream, and I was like, um, yeah, like, I can't wait for, like, mobile Fortnite professional players to come out, where, like, this guy has, like, my iPad Pro, and, like, he's going to hook up his keyboard and mouse to it. <laughs> and, like, oh, my God. Destroy crazy. mobile people. <laughs> but, so, like, all right, so a few things that I find kind of interesting is that, it's easy to discount the mobile game when we play on different systems, but that's also kind of a like an old person, young person type thing where it's like, Oh no, like that can't possibly be like the way to do things. But if you have people that grow up on playing things on mobile devices, they might feel more comfortable playing in that area. Right. Or uh-huh. they might not necessarily that they're going to have the same level of skills someone with a mouse and keyboard, but I guarantee you that, younger kid that plays a lot of various types of games on their mobile device is going to be significantly better than you and me if we hop on a mobile device and play it also um and so we could see as being like oh my god like how could you possibly be good why would you do that but i can see that there could be a population of people where that's where they feel comfortable playing the game on and also there is the appeal of having that with you wherever you go yeah, you know I mean, like you're in a long, yeah. you're in a long car ride with your parents. You're at the airport waiting for a flight. Um, it could be nice to like to hop in, hop in and play a few games. Polygon had a not really a review, but like someone got access to the early access beta for it, which I believe you could people could sign up for, um, and possibly mm-hmm. get a randomly lotteried invite to it. Um, and they said it was pretty good overall. Like it wasn't, it was a surprisingly decent experience um and so i i can see where it might be it could possibly be interesting and it could fill a different niche it's not gonna be exactly the same as when we play these type of games on pc but like if your flight is delayed for three hours like it might be a really nice thing to have to fill the to fill the time um i don't doubt that 
And they have cross progression, which is one thing that's irritated me with Blizzard with Overwatch. Like in Overwatch, if you get skins on the PC version, even if your Battle.net account is linked on your PC, PS4 or Xbox, you don't get those skins on there. Where from my understanding, and a lot of this we'll find out as more people get access to it and the system actually goes live. My understanding is what you get in Fortnite on PC, you also have on your mobile device too, which is kind of nice. So it's not like it feels more integrated into it. Um, And I personally, and I've made this argument before, I like that there's going to be cross-play across PC console and mobile that those people all get to play together i think that's going to be overall a good thing to happen i don't know about the mobile people though (laughs) but so here's but here's why here's why i think i disagree with that and here's why i think that it is a good thing is if you if don't look at it from a player with a certain skill level if you look at it as whatever you're playing on you can attain a like certain level of like accuracy you know kd ratio skill level overall in the game you can find someone on pc that has a similar thing so you might be handicapped on mobile where like let's say let's use overwatch for example because i know how that one actually works let's say you're like high diamond in overwatch if you play on your pc and if they had overwatch on mobile you're like bronze level because you can't aim well there's other overwatch people that play on pc at bronze level that you can play against right so if you're playing on the mobile version of Fortnite and you can't aim well because it's harder to play on a small like iPhone or a small Android phone. Uh, there are people on the PC that just naturally have terrible aim. I am one of them, right? So like I could play against someone that's playing on mobile and it would be competitive for both of us because my terrible skill level on PC is equal to their aptitude playing on mobile, right? And so I, there, there are so many people out there that play these games that there has to be people that can match up with it. Like when we think of it like, oh, you're playing on mobile, so you're handicapped in the sense that you don't have the same aim as a mouse and keyboard person. Well, you're not playing against someone that's a high-leveled mouse and keyboard person. Even if you on mouse and keyboard would be a high-level player, like you're not, it's not gonna like you're set down on your mobile device and you still have to play against those people. You're gonna be playing against what like your MMR is playing on an iPhone, right? And your MMR playing on an iPhone might be substantial substantially lower than what it would be on a PC. So you're going to play against people with a low MMR that also play on PC. This is kind of how it would work out. So it's not like, it's not like you're going to hop in and you, you're always going to be the first to die because you can't play because you're on just by the nature of you being on an iPhone. I feel like that there's enough people out there that you, they can make it so that you have a fairly balanced game based on what your skill level is. True, but there is no MMR in Fortnite. Yeah, but then it's the same thing as that. Like I hop in and like I play on the PC and I'm absolutely garbage. Like yeah, I mean, like you still have the like there's guy like there's no matchmaking whatsoever. No, there's no matchmaking in Fortnite. See, so then it's just as frustrating for me to play on the PC than if I was playing on <laughs> an iPhone because I'm not good. You know what I mean? I know, but if you're gonna like throw all those people into one thing, mm-hmm. like I mean, just because there might be someone like on mobile Mm -hmm. and there might be someone on pc who is also a distant like who is just not good Mm -hmm. um like i don't know if they necessarily cancel each other out in the same way because the person on mobile is still at a really big disadvantage from not having a keyboard mouse 
Yeah, but if even I, if they are not good at aiming, but you know? I, but if I can't aim with a keyboard and mouse like to begin with, like when I play Overwatch, I play heroes that don't require aim, like Symmetra and Mercy. You know what I mean? And so if I can't even aim with my keyboard or mouse, it does having the better tool doesn't give me really any advantage. I guess I don't know. I don't know about having mobile people mix with. I mean, you can choose on the mobile app if you want to play with. Mm-hmm people and i would personally say no exactly and that's what that's but then that's what i love i think it's a better system because if you're playing on mobile you're like no i'd rather just stick with mobile people like giving people that option is awesome right like no i want to i want to hop in and be able to play with a wider group of people and i don't care if i'm not going to get first or even the top half or even the top three quarters like i'd rather just be able to go play a game because i find the act of playing Fortnite fun like i feel like that is kind of a good cool thing to add and also it's not a team-based game so if you are absolute garbage because you're on an iphone all you're hurting is yourself true it's not like you're bringing down an entire team where everyone's like oh i got stuck with the guy on the iphone again yeah i mean like see i do feel like that's what most people are gonna do though for mobile Mm -hmm. is that they're not really gonna be playing solo um like i kind of see the mobile version as being like hey my friend doesn't have a console or a pc but of course he has a phone Mm -hmm. so he can join us in squads tonight on Fortnite with my three other friends who are on ps4 Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be i think a lot of people on mobile teaming up with their friends on like console or pc Mm -hmm. and probably soloing only in mobile yeah you know yeah yeah i can see that and but and I, I then that's but that's like one of the things I also like is that you get to go play with your friends regardless. And if you like, yeah. and, and your friends know it's not like yeah, you know I mean it's not like they are like oh oh my gosh I didn't realize that you're playing on an iPhone. Yeah, you know I mean like like they <laughs> no I know they know and that's one of the nice things is that now like it builds up the entire one of the things that we love about games is you get to play with communities and other people. Um, and so I don't know. I think that's when yeah. like that's one of the things I like, love about the uh, Sea of Thieves when it comes out that it's going to have cross platform play between Xbox and PC and stuff like that. Like I think that I think overall the trend to that will be better for the game industry. Whether or not it works out amazing in the case of Fortnite, it'll be nice. It's nicer when more and more games adopt this attitude. Is what I think. I agree that the the option should be there. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, to 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 be able to switch. Yeah. Well, here's uh here's one of the stories that I absolutely love about this kind of thing. Um, the two other games that have done this, like that are like the big name games for doing this, is um first of all, Rocket League had cross platform play, and then Minecraft with their new one of their most recent updates, not the Java edition, like the wind what was the Windows ten Windows ten and Pocket edition. Um, has cross-platform play across mobile, Windows 10 edition, Switch, Xbox. I think PS4 is the only one that's not um, available for that. And one of the greatest stories that I kind of love about this and why I think that it's important that we move to that kind of area is LC was playing with her son Bash. Uh, They were playing Minecraft together. And I think he might have been on a mobile device, like an iPad or an iPhone. And she was playing on her computer on like the Windows 10 edition. And they were able to hop into a world and build and play together. And it's not like, oh, Elsie has to go out and buy another computer in order for her and her son to be able to play this game together. Like, it's like, no, he plays and enjoys playing on a mobile device like an iPhone. And he can play there and they can have this interaction and this time playing together, which is so awesome to me. I absolutely love that. I think that's great. 
I'm trying to back you in a corner where you're going to be like, no, M. Cole, that is not good. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. I just think that the disadvantage of playing on mobile with other people is mm-hmm. is extravagant. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I One thing that I really like is that we actually get to see. Instead of it being like the typical internet hypothetical argument. Where we, you know, like, I mean, for like years now, I've been arguing that I think we should go to this even in first person or third person shooters. And the other side's like, no, like the side that you um that you're you're saying now, which is could be one of us that could be valid um, is saying now. But it's like we've never had anything to back it up because no one's ever gone to do that. And it's going to be nice to be able to see how it turns out like a year from now. We can say, did this actually work or was this a complete disaster overall? So it'll be, you know, and how did yeah. they change it, right? Did they change it? We're like, ooh, we tried that and it was just not good for anyone involved. Involved, and so we switched it over where iOS and mobile people can only play with other people that are on um, tablets or phones, and which might be the case. We might say that like in a few months, we're like, ooh, it didn't work out quite the way we wanted to. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, it'll be it'll be cool to see get some data on how that actually works out. So, okay, I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll have to follow up on that one. We'll have to follow up on that. Yeah. So <laughs> since we're on, since we're on the topic of um of of video games and these uh these shooter based games, um, mm-hmm. I want to touch on one thing that I think is that, that I think is good in the world or that 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 I'm really enjoying. Um, so I'm a big huge fan of the Overwatch League. Uh, it's Blizzard's attempt to do like a major esports league similar to the traditional sports league. I think we've talked about it a few times in the past. Um and one thing that I like that they've pretty much been doing since the it launched earlier this year in January is they've been um trying to crack down on bad behavior and toxicity among their pro players. Have you heard anything about any of this? Yes, I have. Yeah, and so most recently, um one of I would call him the problem child, uh one of the problem children of Overwatch League was XQC and he was suspended for a period of time in stage one. I think for entire for the like majority of stage one, he was fined for a thousand dollars back then. Um, he did some other not good behavior and was, I believe, suspended for four games, two or four games, and got a four thousand dollar fine. And the team with you that he was with, which was the Dallas Fuel, ended up just parting ways with him and said, Nope, you don't play for us anymore. And he's no longer mm-hmm. competing in the Overwatch League. And I I kind of love that. I kind of love that someone is stepping up and saying, we realize we have this problem in video game culture with just terrible people and we're not going to stand for it. Um, and, yeah. and I think it's, it's a nice, it's a nice change to see in the world a little bit. Like it's someone, and especially someone that like, like maybe Blizzard has an incentive to because they make money and they don't like, they need to attract advertisers, but either way, it's nice to just see them say, yeah, if you want to do that crap, go do it elsewhere. We don't want to be associated with you. True that. I think uh, you kind of have to. Yeah. Now, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And there was a lot of like, and they gave him a lot of warnings too mm-hmm. Yeah. for a while. Yeah. And I guess it was just like, they couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, if I was, in, one thing I liked about the way they did it too is, the Overwatch League didn't say 
that he couldn't participate in the league. They just had increasing penalties for him that not only impacted him financially, but also impacted the team he was playing for. Because for Dallas Fields, like, why do we want to keep paying you a salary if you can never play a game because you're always suspended, right? And the nice thing, the reason why I like that the way they did it is because then it came to the Dallas Fuel that they had to... and they had to and were able to decide whether or not they wanted to keep the player, right? No one told him, oh, you can't keep him. Or they're like, no, it doesn't make sense. If you want to have this attitude, it doesn't make sense for you to be associated with our organization anymore. You go on your own way. Um, Yeah. I I, I don't know. I just like, I just like the way that entire thing played out. Could have been done better or maybe harsher penalties or anything like that. Possibly. Um, I think there's arguments for both sides on why there should or shouldn't have been, but I, I think it was, it's just nice to at least see movement in that direction in the overall gaming world. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. For show. Sure. I love, uh, I saw the backlash of people, mm-hmm. which was like absolutely ridiculous. Um, like people were commenting on Reddit like, lol, he got banned from a dead game. I was like, what? <laughs> and someone was like, um, dead game? And they're like, obviously it was a joke. Overwatch is not a dead game, but if they ban all their players like this, then it will be. I'm like, what? Like, it's not, what? <laughs> oh my God, I love that. But dude, the thing that I think that I really, you know, what I think is really funny about that is because like, there is a, there is another side of being like, oh, well, they can't just, they can't keep doing this because they, they can't ban everyone because they don't have a thing. But it's like, the player has an incentive to not act like a shithead. Right, like they oh, they're yeah. making money. Do you think like he wants to be banned from playing Overwatch and getting paid to play a video game? No, like he was like, I guess, and he even said that. Like he even came out and like tried to put his own spin on. It, like, oh, I wish they told me what I was doing was wrong. It's like, dude, a first of all, you knew what you were doing is wrong, and b the fact that you're saying this is showing that you don't really want to be suspended. So it's like not everyone else is going to be like, I'm going to keep acting terrible because it's not that big of a deal if they ban me because the game's going to die. Like, no, I want to go make thousands of dollars and go sit on stage in front of people and play video games. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's that's funny. You gotta love. I love the the weird, twisted rationalization of this kind ridiculous. Of stuff. Oh, the internet, the internet. Yeah, it's a fun place, isn't it? It is. It is a fun place. So, uh, you know what I did? What? A couple days ago. What? Actually, it was yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, I got something in the mail. Oh, what did you get? Yesterday. Oh, I saw a photo of this. Is what I'm thinking it is. <laughs> Is it is yeah. it is it is it round two of trying something out? It's round two of trying something. Out. Oh, what is it? Tell tell the people. I got a stream deck again. <laughs> Boy, I love this. I, I'm like I, I love watching my friends be a glutton for punishment. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we literally talked about this on the podcast exactly. in episode something. And uh, I was a big opponent of the stream deck. Yes. But I've decided to give it another shot. Okay. Because it now has support for all of my streaming needs. Okay. And I will try again. All right. You'll have to follow up with us and let us know how it goes. I think it'll go fine. Okay, but there's two different things. Fine is just kind of like baseline. Like I want to like like it's it's not a success until I hear a glowing review. If it's just like eh, it's there, it sits on my desk and does things. Like no, then 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 it's that's that's a failure. That is not a good review in my opinion, especially for the cost of the device. I want okay. I will only consider it a success if Skanky comes on and is like I was wrong. 
It is amazing and it changed the way I stream. Okay. All right. So, well, we shall see. We shall see. I'm excited. We shall see. Well, next week, I'll have a good review for Perfect. it. Perfect. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, a fair review. Not good, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a thoroughly thought out review. Yes. Very much so. And a, a, a actual experience with the device. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. We'll have an experience. We'll have, we'll have right. an experience. We don't know if it's good or bad. It'll, it'll be one. It'll be one. Some sort of experience will be had. It's true. It's true. So I want to tell you a story. I want to hear Do one. we have time for a story? We have a little bit of time for a story. Yeah. 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 So, and I need to know if you think this type of thing exists in the current world at large. Um, so back when I was an undergrad, it was probably like 2007, 2008. And God, this story makes me sound so nerdy. Um, <laughs> Hasn't even told me. Yeah, I'm not, like I'm not questioning. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I like, like the Mac Daddy sixty nine? You think I would learn my lesson about telling <laughs> stuff? This one isn't nearly as good or as like traumatizing for me to have to tell. Um, anyways, uh -huh. but no. So, so it was back in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I was part of an accounting competition in undergrad, and it, oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, so that's not the point of the story. It was some kind of accounting competition. You had to put together like T accounts and charts and stuff like that and like make a pitch to like a, a mock board of directors about an accounting position for some type of investment or something like that. And you, there were various like prizes if you won. It's so, like the winning team, I believe, got like an internship at PricewaterhouseCoopers PwC. Um, I believe that was the first place. And like second place got uh Amazon gift cards and like third place got something else. Um and so my team came in second place and so we got Amazon gift cards. And I think it was a good amount of money. It was like fifty dollars or something like that. So especially for like a college kid, like this was amazing. Uh yeah. and there's a team of four people and it kind of blew my mind because I got this Amazon gift card for $50 and I was so psyched for it. And my teammates, all of them were standing around afterwards and they're like, do any of you guys want my gift card? I've never used Amazon before to buy something. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I literally looked at him and I was like, first of all, yes, I want your $50 gift card. If I get all of yours, I have $200 to spend on Amazon. This is yeah. amazing. But then I was like, what do you mean you haven't ever bought anything on Amazon before? Like, are you kidding me? And I want like, do you think this was just something that was weird about like the 2007 time when I was in college? Or do you think there are still people? Because remember, we're all over 18 at that point, right? No, all of us can have credit cards. All of us can have a means to purchase things online. Do you think there's anyone and even you, you're younger than me. Was there a time in college where like you like your like junior year of college that you didn't buy you had never purchased anything on amazon um never purchased anything on amazon never like you don't even have an account that you could log into i mean there was a point in time where i didn't have an account for amazon but was it, were you in but, college or was it like when you were younger no. than 18 oh young exactly yeah. yeah in college i always that's my life yeah exactly. i was buying stuff on amazon in high school yeah yeah, yeah. wait what how could you, parents credit card? Did you have access to your parents credit card? No, I had my own. How do you have a credit card in high school? Well, I have my own debit card. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, in yeah. High school. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah. 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 So I was buying I was buying all the I was buying stuff all the time. Yeah, so it, I, it might have just been this weird time that when I existed in the world. 
I bought my first mic, my first microphone for Call of Duty commentaries on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. The Blue Snowball. Oh, that's awesome. Man, see, yeah, so okay. It was $200. I wonder if anyone out there, <laughs> if anyone, any Shenantic fanatic that is listening to this podcast, if you are like under the age of 30, I, I'm curious if there was a time when you didn't buy things on Amazon. Because like I bought my textbooks on Amazon. Like people would go to local bookstore and they would pay astronaut i mean all textbooks cost an insane amount of money but i, would, I was able to like pay like a like 75 percent of what the price was like i get 25 percent off by buying, buying it on amazon compared to like buying it at the bookstore and so like even like that basic stuff and it blows my mind that like out of this group of four people one of us one quarter of this entire thing so if we're using this amazing sample size of four people of the entire campus of indiana university that there's only 25 percent of indiana university people have ever bought anything on uh on amazon so that, that blows, really that, yeah we're basing, we're basing it on me oh on you yeah, okay yeah, yeah. statistics oh okay yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. so but no, it, uh, i don't know i just thought that was i thought that was crazy so I yeah no i amazon's like my damn life yeah, me too. Me too. I buy everything off Amazon. Yeah, so much. It's it's great. I, I'll tell you, I, I have one irritation with Amazon right now. I hate the add-on items where it's like, oh, uh, you can't get this delivered until you have over $25 in your cart. I'm like, really, all I need is that. Like, I will pay for shipping. Like, I just need that thing. Like, I know it costs like $2. I would I would pay $10 overall to have the thing delivered to me instead of trying to find $25 of stuff that I have to put into my cart. Like, that, I find it so frustrating to do that kind of thing. Yeah. <sighs> Every time that happens, like I, I, I think that I really think that Amazon is taking a bigger hit to their goodwill by having that system than if they were just to eat the cost. Yeah. So it's I just well yeah I don't know I mean like I I don't really come across many op many things that have that for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like the only time that's ever happened to me was when I was buying audio stuff. There's a lot of wires. Yes, there are lots of wires. That are add-on. I've had it with wires. Most recently, I was buying plant food. And, like, I was like... Wait, sorry, what were you buying? Plant food for indoor plants. Plant food. I, okay. I have a plant in my office. <laughs> it was... I inherited it from the person that had the office before me. And I've been tasked with taking <laughs> They care. just left it there? They did. Its name is Bell. Like a maniac? Its name is Bell. And they they were very okay. adamant that I had to make sure I kept it alive. And they said that I needed to buy plant food for it because they ran out. And so I had to buy plant food, but it was an add-on item. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything else I need to buy. <laughs> like, you you got to be curious. So I actually, it was in the plant food was only like, I think like three or four dollars. So I ended up doing is I went around the office trying to find someone else that uh, needed to buy stuff from Amazon. Be like, can you like throw this into your cart? I'll give you the four dollars. So, jeez, it's a rough life. Oh, that's a whole thing. It is. it is a whole thing. So, you know what else is a whole thing, Skanky? What? What's a whole? I, thing? I have a food finish for you. Yeah. Oh, I have something I really need to ask you though. What do you need? Can to I ask? ask you something first, and we'll go into the food finish? Sure. Can you explain an internet meme to me? Explain an internet meme? Yeah. Like in general, or a specific, specific one? I'm gonna send you a tweet. Okay. So, so you're younger than me by a few years, and I think that there is one important aspect of that is I feel like we're on the other side of a generational gap, um, okay. in that you watched a TV show that I never watched because I think it came on air at a time that 
I wasn't really interested in watching the show. Uh, and that show is, okay. is SpongeBob. Um, okay. You, you have watched SpongeBob, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've, you've, you used to play tons of SpongeBob stuff on stream. Man. We had, we used to have a lot of SpongeBob memes on my. Show. Yeah, and so I, ne- I don't think I've ever actually watched an episode of SpongeBob. And this tweet came. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and this uh, never like I know like the overall like Patrick and SpongeBob and some other characters and stuff. So I know like some of that. Squidward. Yes. Mr. Krabs. Maybe. Sandy. Actually, I don't know who Sandy is. But anyways, <laughs> Sandy's the squirrel. Oh, how is there a squirrel underwater? She's from Texas, and she moved there because she's a scientist, and she wears an, an astronaut. It's a whole thing. Go anyway, on. yeah, so I've, I've never watched it. Anyways, I came across this tweet that someone retweeted from Childish Sambino um, <laughs> on Twitter. Their username is at Samiwert, S-A-M-I-W-E-R-T, and I'm going to send you this, this, this link to their tweet real quick, and they posted okay. an image that I think is a SpongeBob thing, but I don't understand what it's trying to convey. Okay, let me see here. Um... <laughs> okay. okay, and I need to also send this to Tiny so she has it for the show notes. So there's a link in the okay. show notes. Uh, can you explain to the people what describe. we're looking at and tell me what this means? Okay, so it's a two-panel mm-hmm. uh, thing here mm-hmm. where one picture is of the Krusty Krab okay. with the Spotify symbol on it. Okay. And then the next picture is a picture of the Chum Bucket with the iTunes logo on Okay. Okay, so this meme is... (laughs) We should have a section of the Shenantics podcast where we uh, decode memes with you. I kind of love that, Um, actually. (laughs) Yeah, right? So the Krusty Krab and the Chum Bucket are nemesis. Okay. And... What this meme is trying to say is that Spotify is just obviously better than iTunes. Oh, so Chum Bucket isn't the good one. No, the Chum Bucket, I mean, from the name, you can assume the Chum Bucket is just a disgusting place you would never want to actually eat there because it's owned by Plankton, who's trying to steal the Krabby Patty secret formula from the Krusty Krab. Oh, okay. So I don't know if there's a wider context to this where, like, they're trying to say that iTunes is trying to steal, like, like um, Spotify's thing that they have going on with streaming. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just trying to say, like, it's it's honestly, I really don't like this meme very much. I don't think it's very good. Yeah, I mean, the first reply that I see to it is, it, God, it really sounds so old saying this. Um, but the first reply is, Spotify missing hella albums and singles that are on Apple Music, but okay, dot, dot, dot. Oh, so is this an Apple Music versus I maybe. Uh, uh, Spotify? I don't know. I think it's Does iTunes. Apple Music have the same symbol as iTunes? I, I don't think so. Maybe. It has to be it has to be Apple Music or Spotify because it can't be about necessarily their desktop app. Yeah. Okay. Apple Music is the best. Well, people in here are talking about Apple Music. Yeah, so apparently we're both too old for this. All right. Can now you might not know this one, but there's there is an iteration on this meme that I also don't understand, even after you've explained it to okay. me. Now you know if you understand if you can explain this one to me. Okay. <laughs> um just gotta be honest with y'all. 
Apple Android. Yeah, but there's a there's a twist the on it. Blurred. So the yeah exactly the one thing that I noticed because now that I know things we got the Krusty Krab which has the Apple logo on it, and then we got the Chum Bucket which has the Android logo on it. But the Chum Bucket one is blurred. It's like blurry, like it's out of focus. I think it's a thing on resolution. Oh, I think it's a play on resolution. Oh, I kind of like that. Then that's clever. I like that. Not saying it's right or wrong, but like, okay, I see. You want me to blow your mind for a second? Yeah. I bet you this tweet was made by Apple <laughs> as a marketing thing. No way, little. F- not saying that you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> their their username, their Twitter username is is twitter.com slash L I L P H A G. Pahag. Pahag. Little P-Hag. Little P-Hag. Little P-Hag. Little P-Hag. Um well, that was a good catch. Right. Um, okay, so maybe that wasn't made by Apple. Never mind. But I'm always skeptical when I see these things. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think this could be marketing. Yeah. In some weird way. Because people do that shit. But um, I think it's a thing, a thing on resolution, but I also think that's not a good meme. I personally don't like the this meme between the, the Krusty Krab versus the Chum Bucket. Mm-hmm. Because you're a Chum Bucket fan. No, oh. no, I'm not a Chum Bucket fan. Uh-huh. Sure, um, what, but I don't think there's any data to show that the Krusty Krab is inherently better than the Chum Bucket. That's true. But it has SpongeBob working there, or does? Yeah, he works there, right? And he can make a mean Krabby Patty, but I don't know. I don't know. I I I get it though. I I get the. Like, they're just trying to say it's better. So I had a different food finish, um, but since we're running out of time, I don't want to get into the giant argument that I was going to try and start with our food finish. So instead, I'm going to use this one. Um, Food finish-wise, do you think it is logically possible to serve a delicious cheeseburger, Krabby Patty thing underwater? No. Okay, so they're both bad. Wait, the chum bucket and the okay, but there's a lot of things that you're missing in SpongeBob. Uh, like what? There is water under water in SpongeBob. That sentence you watch made enough, no enough, sense to me. They have a beach in SpongeBob. Okay, that's under the water. Oh, okay. that has their own water. <laughs> okay, you could watch SpongeBob. And totally forget that they're underwater. Okay, so that... Which is why the idea of the burger works. But do you think that the bread gets soggy? No. No? It's underwater. Because they're living in a separate universe where that just doesn't happen. Because otherwise, Spongebob... Well, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I you're you're bringing up an interesting point because Sandy, who's the squirrel, mm-hmm. she can't breathe underwater because she's a damn squirrel. Mm-hmm. So she has this suit that makes her be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. She looks like an astronaut. Okay. Um. So the properties of water on this are the same oxygen wise, but 
if we're talking about the ridiculousness of the show where a literal sp- yellow sponge lives in a pineapple under the sea. Under the sea. Then I don't know if burgers would be soggy unless they're just used to that. Yeah, maybe they like soggy burgers. I don't remember Sandy ever having a burger, having a Krabby oh, Patty. Because maybe she doesn't like soggy burgers and so she wouldn't have a Krabby Patty. You know, I should send you some episodes of SpongeBob. You never seen it ever. No, I never. My brother's watched it. I've I've never watched SpongeBob. I'll be honest, it's actually really funny. Yeah. Yeah, they they have a lot of funny moments. Like there's a lot of classic funny moments and I feel like you would actually like it. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Um <laughs> is it have we jumped the shark that our food finishes the the disgusting a crappy patty that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. We have moved um, on to food that doesn't exist. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There. Um. I mean, we don't know what 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 makes a crappy patty. <laughs> it's a secret formula. Yeah. So maybe the secret formula is what makes it not. Solid. Yes. Yes, and that's what the chum buckets having a problem with. I remember there was one episode of SpongeBob, um, where they were like. We're finally going to tell you what the secret recipe is. And it was like, holy shit. They get to the end of the episode mm-hmm. and they're like, and the secret formula is cut to credits. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. And there's one episode where, because Plankton, he's the guy who owns the Chum Bucket. And he's always trying to find elaborate ways to steal the the secret formula for the Krabby Patty. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode where he gets the secret formula and he opens it up and he finds out that the secret formula is plankton. <laughs> no. And he's way. like, What? No. And he like runs away. Oh my god. Um, that's and then Mr. Crab SpongeBob is like, But like Mr. Krabs, is that true? And then, like, Mr. Krabs is like, no, of course not. Because Mr. Krabs is like a pirate mm-hmm. crab thing. I don't know what he is. Uh, he also has a daughter who's a whale. Okay. Interesting. But we, yeah. Um, and there's always a guy in the background screaming, my leg, anytime anything, like, horrific happens. God, I love that. <laughs> so do you, now, now here's the thing. Do we have to tie it in? Is there anything that you want to reveal secret-wise to the Shenantix audience? In general? In general, we need something tied in. Like, is there a secret is there a secret recipe? My secret recipe? Skanky secret recipe. My secret recipe. I'll tell you a secret recipe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me, you ready? People have been making pasta wrong their entire life. Oh yeah? How do you how do you make it right? Guys, when you're cooking that pasta. All right, guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, and all of your chores. There's one thing that we always got to make sure. You guys, Shenantics is so good for when you have to do dishes and chores and all that terrible stuff. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you've ever watched SpongeBob, make sure to leave us a five-star review on the iTunes Store. That way we can all know how many SpongeBob fans there are are out there among us. If you have questions or comments, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.
gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion and tell us how wrong we were about deciphering these memes, head over to shenantics.rocks slash about, and you can find an invite link to our Discord server. Hop on over there and talk with all the other Shenantics fanatics all week long. Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and M. Cole, where can they find you? find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash M. Cole underscore M-C-U-L and the underscore symbol, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash M. Cole underscore same exact username. It was great talking to you this week, Skanky. I'll talk to you again next week. Great talking to you, too. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.